Peace, family. If you like what you hear on our podcast and our YouTube videos, why don't you become a part of a community, a tribe that's changing the game of how artists think. You want to become business-minded, gain generational wealth, get all your royalties? Join Music Legacy Builders at BenjaminENTAcademy.com. Church. Welcome again to uh, Music and Profits Podcast. I'm Courtney Benjamin. And I'm Ron D. And we have a very special guest today, uh, Latoya Cooper. And today is going to be a good one, man. We're talking about bringing the artist to the boardroom. You know what I'm saying? So you know what that means. Get that hobby mindset out the way and get that business going. You did. Church. All right. But no, without further ado, I would like to introduce uh, Latoya Cooper to everybody. Yes. Uh, <laughs> thanks for being a guest on our show uh we definitely appreciate your time and um tell us a little bit about yourself absolutely so i was born and raised out of all places oklahoma in the <laughs> middle of nowhere you know and um but i came out the womb a creative soul and songwriter and dancer and and just a visionary and and didn't even really know what that was i just knew i had this i could see things you know and um i i went to college in oklahoma moved to dallas i've been in dallas now for about um 15 years or so um, I've traveled the world as a singer and um, music music boardroom was kind of birth after going to graduate school and getting my MBA and working with CEOs and corporate spaces. And um, in addition, we're working with artists and they were loving what I was doing and how I was running my business. And many artists were coming to me wanting to know how I did this and how I did that. And I had a mentor of mine in the industry and he pulled me to the side one day and he said, Latoya, what are you doing? And I'm like, what? I'm helping artists. And he's like, you have something here. You need to build it. And about two weeks later, I birthed Music Me Support Room. And this was several years ago. And um, I'm just excited about the mission around Music Me Support Room. When I first started, I wasn't very clear about that. I didn't know what that was or what it was going to look like. And now um, I have, you know, a more clear vision around the model and uh, what it can, what it can be and what and how it can impact the lives of artists. Um, in a very positive, empowering way. And I am so, I am ready for it. I am ready for the wheels to turn. And I think this is the time. I think COVID during this time frame just opened up a world of possibilities and opportunities for artists. Even though the industry has been affected in a, a very impactful way, I think it's just opened up some doors and I'm ready to run in, <laughs> not walk in, I'm ready to run in yeah. and take some artists with me. All right. Definitely. <laughs> yeah so so speaking of that uh, how important do you think um or or how important do you believe artist uh business development and and development all around is important to an artist's career it's it's when they say it's like 80 90 percent they're not lying 
And I think that um, nurturing the business side of our craft is going to um, just open up so much more opportunity for artists. It is literally, it's a business, regardless of what industry you're in, business is business. And I think that just making it more um, palatable for people to take in and see, you know, what the possibilities are around it and breaking things down and sharing new um, avenues that are, are happening. And I'll just say this right now with the music industry, it is changing so fast. And the, you know, digital space has always been kind of intertwined with music over the past, you know, X 20 years or whatever, but now it is really getting its hands into music. And for example, like music NFTs, you know, that has popped up over the last few years and artists are like literally dying to figure out what this world is. And um, we're opening up conversation. We're bringing people in who are experts in this space. And um, they're sharing the information with artists to help bring more artists into the space um, before, you know, all the labels get in there and do their own thing. So. <laughs> Oh yeah, because you know they coming. <laughs> oh yeah, they already they already in. They trying to get in. They, I've seen. I've been studying music NFTs and stuff, and they're already investing in some platforms and stuff. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm interested in learning. And I was trying to find me a class on that NFT stuff because like it's it's really. I've seen uh, one artist actually uh, get some uh, get some art pieces out of it. And he is killing it right now. Um, so I've been reading about his articles and stuff going on and, and he's been touring. So I haven't been able to just sit down with him and just, you know, just pick his brain about it. But but I'm I'm, I'm definitely interested in learning about that. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a world that, that we don't understand fully, but it's taking over. It is. It's going to take over and um, it's going to take over fast. And I don't want independent artists to get left behind once again. Um, so with that said, I'm going to drop the very first thing that you should do. The very first thing you should do is open what they call a wallet, okay. start there and then everything else research and you can build from there, but open up your wallet. Okay. Gotcha. So open up the wallet, everybody. Yes. Get it? And there's, there's different wallets for different types of cryptocurrency. So based on the platform that you want to sell your art, it's going to tell you what type of wallet currency formal you know i'm still learning some think terms or whatever it's going to tell you which form of currency it accepts and then you go open a wallet that has that form of currency okay. yeah right. see we can see we can talk um outside of once we finish the podcast about it so you know i've been investing in crypto for a while oh you're and good right. i manage right. my uh i manage my brother's account as well and my brother's incarcerated so I'm managing his account as well. So and we'll, we'll talk about, I don't want to make this a crypto conversation, but <laughs> the beautiful thing about what Latoya discussed is that the way music is now is that you got so many investment platforms now. You know, you got royalty exchange, you got NFTs. Back before you would invest in other things, but now you can invest in other people's catalogs via the internet, NFTs, all types of stuff. So you can stick, if somebody wants to say, you know, well, I want to stick in the music field. Now you can pretty much buy digital real estate. You can go get you buy someone else's portfolio and all these types of things. So um, it's very important to look into these different investment avenues for the people that just say, I look, I just want to do music. I don't want to do anything else. Well, you can invest into it as well. It's, it's like real estate, NFT, same thing. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's just, it's a big world out there, man. So just want to throw that out there when 
Latoya was talking about it. I just, I just kind of thought about that. I totally agree. And I think that as artists, um, really understanding what we carry and what we hold, which is intellectual property and investing in that, like you said, it's not just creating it, but also investing in it. And um, I think education in terms of what intellectual property is and what type of intellectual property we hold and that we can really invest in, in addition to tangible um, assets such as land and houses and cars and all that stuff, but also intangible assets, which is where your, your music is and your copyrights and your trademarks and things that don't have a financial cap, um, which is a lot of, you know, possibility around that. So, um, like you said, just opening up, continue to have conversation around that is really important. A lot of artists don't know that they can invest in other artists' music. Yeah. Yes, there's, there's, there's central platforms that for that very thing, yeah. and, um, and more are popping up all the time. Yeah, I mean, like me and, me and C talks about, talk about it all the time, um, digital real estate. I mean, you can have a house and then have your virtual property sitting right there being rented out. Mm-hmm. And I tell people all the time, um, one of my companies, one of our objectives is to help businesses get financing. And I tell people, I'm like, look, you when you even when you buy these catalogs, these catalogs come with statements. What are they going to ask for when you go get financing? Let me see the bank statements. Let me see these statements or whatever. The royalty statements are the same thing. So you can still treat the music like a business and go get royalty financing and all types of stuff. For some reason, people are like, well, the money's coming from somewhere. That's what the banks want to see. So um, there's nothing wrong with you treating your music like a business. And this is, I've never seen one application come across my desk and say, hey, you know, I'm trying to get some financing based off my royalties. I don't know if people don't think about it or maybe the labels uh, hooked them up with financing, but I mean, it's, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you can buy a um, uh, catalog from Royalty Exchange, which they should come with 12 month statements and you can go mm-hmm. get you some financing. Mm-hmm. Royalty financing. So it's just, it's, it's all types of things. And um, that's why I love what you do. I'm um, just giving people the information. A lot, you don't know what you don't know. So mm-hmm. um, that's why we had to have you on. So well, thank you so much. I am always inspired when I meet artists who will, will book with me one-on-one or they come to the conference and things like that. And they show up so prepared and I am for it, you know, they, they don't come into the space. And I think part of it is, um, strategically how I intentionally brand, you know, music music boardroom is like, Hey, this is a space you you ready. Come on in. You you got a sense of urgency, come on in. And so, um, I'm just inspired, you know, they'll, they'll come with their, their spreadsheets and they'll have plans written out. And I'm like, yes, let's go in. Let's talk about these details. Let's, you know, break it all down. And, um, more artists are getting hungry for more of like marketing strategy. Like, what does that look like? And, and really in this digital world, if you have, you know, a great product and you have a great marketing strategy and you're building out a solid brand, you can really sell anything, you know? And yeah. I think a lot of people are starting to figure that out. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I, I really wanna, I want to clip that part what Latoya just said and just, just flood the internet with it. Cause I don't know how many times I said this and people act like I'm just running my mouth. Once you build your brand and build an audience, you can sell them tube socks. It doesn't make a difference. For they real. they like they they're 
they they're yours now. Like they want to see what you got going, new music coming out. They want to see how your day went, what you bought when you went to the grocery store. They don't care. They just want to see what you got going on. And once you build that type of um, brand and your fans come in, I mean, you can you can do whatever you want. And so that's that's a well, that's that's they, a great thing. Yeah, when they fall in love with you, it's I mean, anything you do is you know you got them, you know. And see, I've been in sales, and one of the things they teach you in sales is that is that um they know that you're a good salesman, but they fall in love with you first. They know that you're selling the product. They like, look, I already know the product. I want to buy the product, but they're really buying you. So you come into to there, they like, look, I love Latoya. She's amazing. Da, 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 da. I don't care what song she puts out, I'm buying it. Mm-hmm. So th- that's 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 the whole thing. So that is Latoya's true. A thousand percent correct. That is true. And you know what you can kind of compare it to? And this is, I don't know if um, y'all remember this time, but before the internet, if you wanted to learn more about a business, a product or service opportunity, there was always like flyers up and stuff, right? And then you would carve out a couple of hours and you say, well, I'm going to go down there and hear Bob with his spill about whatever service and see if I want it. It's the same thing but it's just on the internet now. So you've got to, you know, people got to, like you said, got to fall in love with you, how you make them feel, building that relationship. And then once, you know, that trust is built, then they're open to saying, hey, I'm going to invest more time and money and energy into this person because they have something I want or something I need or want to be connected to. It's the exact same thing. It's just on the internet now. Definitely, definitely. True. And, and um, another thing too, like, you know, just to touch back on uh, kind of like what we were just talking about too, is like a lot of artists don't understand that they're, they're, they are the record label. You know what I'm saying? And that's what these record labels do, just like how banks do. They take your, your asset and invest in other things, build their brand up, you know, do all this other stuff. And you can do the same thing. You know, um, I bought uh, a few catalogs. I, I learned that from watching Michael Jackson. When I found out he had bought the Beatles catalog and um, and then gave little Richard his uh, some some of his masters back, and I was like, man, how the heck did he do that? And then once I once I did that and found out about royalty exchange, I've just been investing. And the good thing about that is this music outlives us all. So that's something, and, and it comes transferable as well, too, if you guys haven't ever um, dealt with royalty exchange or bought any uh, catalogs of music or whatever it's transferable. So it can go down to your kids. And it's like, we always teach about generational wealth. So this is a way to build up that bank and, you know, and keep it going throughout the family. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, of course, as we know, music has changed in terms of how we can make money with music. Now it's more of music, making money around music. Mm-hmm. And uh, a friend of mine described music that today in a very interesting way and simplified it and it, it worked great and he said your music is your business card it's your business card now after you've shared your business card what 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 happens next what action do you want them to take and so um I try to encourage artists to not just focus on the music and and say hey you know this is your business card to get into the door what is your long-term intention what do you want out of this? And then once someone experiences you and your music, what action do you want them to take? And uh, also something I didn't know, as you're speaking of Michael Jackson, I didn't know that he purchased Eminem's catalog. I didn't know that. Yeah. 
I just learned that recently. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yep, he sure did. Yep, no, he, no. he got he got his catalog and um um and I I, found, I confirmed it too through uh because so I kind of confirmed it through them and it was like, yeah, you know, and 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 it was it wasn't bought directly, it was bought through through the um through the group sale of uh of Sony when some when oh, he bought okay. uh 50% of Sony. So yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, no wonder everybody was after him. He he just was buying <laughs> up everything, you know. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of, um, you know, I was I'm always I'm very protective of artists, and I'm I'm constantly like, hey, you've got this gift because music is a gift. It mm-hmm. really is. And um, as they're building and growing, I always always um suggest the importance of protecting their gift and and what that looks like and. I think of um, Anita Baker and when she just recently won her master's after she's been fighting for several years for that. And um, I didn't know that she, I, I don't, I don't know. If, I just didn't think about it, but you know, knowing that she didn't own it for 35 plus years, I mean, that broke my heart because, and I'm so glad that she won it because her kids are the ones who deserve to reap the rewards of that legacy, you know, and, and not anyone else. And so um, I made a video on TikTok and I was like, hey guys, tag her in this. Y'all go over there on Twitter and tell her Latoya, Latoya said, go and put that in your trust. So, no. you know, yeah, thing happened. Ain't nobody else coming for it, but your kids. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. for real. Yeah. And, and that I'm glad you brought that up too. A lot of people don't know about that trust, how that family trust yes. and protect your assets. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's not too far fetched from you and I, and a lot of people think that it is, but it's not, you know, it's as as simple as setting up a wheel, you know, which may cost you a couple hundred dollars or what have you. And you can do that. Um, And a lot of people think it's just the trust fund babies, you know, but we can do that. We can leave that for our our kids and our family and protect those assets um, that we have invested in and that we own so that when we're gone, the right people that we want to have it can have it. Latoya, you literally sound like the unofficial third member of Music Legacy Builders right now. I'm telling you, you <laughs> the breath of fresh air right now. I look real. I've been telling uh, guys who I know who uh, flip land. I was like, look, protect your assets. Get you an anonymous land trust, especially for y'all land flippers. Oh, you can get you an anonymous land trust and definitely be ultra triple protected. And uh, goes in one ear, go out the other. Whatever. But then Latoya come over here reaffirming what me and Courtney always talk about, protecting your assets. Mm-hmm. Protecting, protecting those your assets. assets. Yeah, protecting yeah. it. Especially, you know, in our community, I I think it's important because, you know, you I don't know if you heard, but they say like, you know, the black community will have a net worth of like zero percent in the next 50 years or something like that and before they talked about that on the news i used to work for the the federal government for like 10 years and we go to dc and and different things like that and i remember being in the room i do not know who this representative was but i was not happy with him but i I just just ignored you know you just gotta close your ears sometimes and he was in there talking about how you know black people are not going to have a net worth of a zero percent for whatever reason. I don't know why he felt like he needed to share that with the room. It was just like a random share and it stuck with me. And then when I heard it on the news, he said that he, they said the exact same thing. I, I don't know. No one has disclosed how disclosed how they came up with that, that number. But, um, I feel like I'm very passionate about helping to prove that wrong. 
you know? And so whether someone is in music or not, I'm sharing the same conversations that both of you are having is and um, sharing as much as I can, as I learn as well. Yeah, I mean, this is the biggest transfer of wealth ever. So this is um, this is an opportunity um, for us because uh, me and Courtney, we have the um, musicpreneurs class, which we teach uh, the younger generation, the music business, you know, the people 18 and below. And uh, I remember uh, one girl was like, you know, I want to do music, but I want to do real estate. And I said, who told you you couldn't do real estate? And see, that's the problem. We think that, okay, we doing music. We support. See, here's the thing. I'm going to throw this out. And I said this before, but I'm going to say it again. For some reason, me and Courtney, we share stories all the time of where we came from up until now. We feel like every artist or whatever has to go through some sort of just struggle situation, sleeping in your car, eating. But no, no, no. Did I go through that? Yes, but you don't have to go through that. So it doesn't have to be a struggle situation. We don't have to, everything don't got to be a struggle. We're giving you the information. I tell people all the time, I was like, look, do you, I said, do you work? Yes, I work. Okay, take that work money, get your real estate company started. Use that money to fund your music. Mm -hmm. Like, don't take all this regular money and just start throwing it away. Don't, for some reason, we just like, if I do this, I ain't gonna be able to focus on music. No, you're not gonna be able to afford the music if you don't do this. You need to be able to be in position to do that. And I don't tell anybody to shy away. Now, I'm not telling you to go out and do 40,000 different things and get everything all convoluted and then you can't be focused on the task at hand. But you brought something up earlier, uh, Latoya. You said, uh, you said, okay, you want to do music, but what's your end goal? See, when you start asking questions and start getting beneath the surface, then you people have to start like, you know what? That's a good question. What is it do I want yep. to do? When you said that, I was like, oh, I love, that's a perfect, simple question, but that's a question I guarantee you the majority of people are not going to ask. And if you ask that question, now you can start mapping out a game plan. Because a lot of people like, tell you like, look, I just want to do music because I see rappers making a bunch of money. I feel like I'm going to make, I want to make some of that money too. Okay, well, let's start there. So you want to get some money. And so you just, you start getting to the nitty gritty of what people's intentions are figuring out how you can adjust um, what the plan is moving forward. Mm -hmm. um, that is correct. I always say um, work, work with the end in mind. I think there's a book, there's like a famous book that talks about that. And when we are honest about that is what you're saying as well. You know, when we're clearly honest about that and we're able to see, okay, this is what I want. What's the path to actually doing that? And um, you're right, you know, sometimes um, people haven't thought through what they actually want. They just see what's happening. They know they wanna be a part of that, but, but, but why and what do you want? Get clear about that. And then there is a little struggle there. It's like, whoa, like I never thought about that. Um, also, I think it's a great opportunity to ask those questions to help um, people see if what they're what they're saying they want, they actually really want mm. <laughs> and get mm. real about that. And, yes. and that's dealing with so many different perspectives. Um, I meet people sometimes who say, I just want to be famous. And when I hear people say that, it opens up a whole world of questions I got. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. it's, it's some layers there. And there's nothing right. wrong with being famous, but my question is why? And then what are you going to do with that? What, what's, your, what's your mission behind that? What's your movement behind that? Um, and then also, um, I just want to be famous. And I say, well, be famous for what? 
milking cows? Like, Uh-oh. what do you, you know, you got to be really in, like clear about what you want because the universe might bring it to you and it might not look the way that you act, you think it's going to look, but you're yeah, still going to be famous. For real. <laughs> that's right. Mm-hmm. That's, 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 that's facts. That's facts. And then, and then speaking of kind of like that, what, 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 dri- what drives you and um, what got you through like some of the, the rough patches, you know, for some of those artists that's like, it's like, man, I, I, I'm confused. I don't know what I want to do. And, um, you know, they, they, they just kind of stuck. Like what, what drove you and what helped you get over those uh, hurdles that, that you came across when you were at, well, as an artist? I always ask them to go back and to look at more of like their superpowers, you know, in their gift. Like, yes, you're talented, but but sometimes it's bigger than the music, you know, and to get clear about that. And, and I usually will give them a list of questions to um, go and, and answer and things like that, just so they can get clear about what they should be doing with, with their gift. Because for me, it's not just about um, being in music and being able to do music. I really am passionate about the artist's finding peace in the music and finding peace in their journey so that as they're growing and being successful, they are proud and they can sleep at night, you know, and they're confident in the decisions that they're making um, and, and have confidence in making smart decisions for themselves as they're moving forward and being super unapologetic about that and what that looks like um, so that they can be proud of their journey. Yeah. That's, that's what's up. That's, that's, that's dope. That's dope. And what, what, what systems and strategies have you found in business um, that has changed your life and career? Mm, I, I, of course, working smarter than harder and sometimes simpler forms and doing things in simpler ways are just more efficient and better. So one thing that I encourage um, artists to do is put together a one page business plan and break things down in simple form like that. And I do that, you know, I do that every year. And yes, I'm gonna have to take a section of that one page business plan and I'm going to have to elaborate on it, but I I can elaborate on another document. You know, it doesn't have to be this long, overwhelming piece of work because um, the goal is to get it done and to, to actually be able to look at it and see what needs to be done. So that has helped me quite a bit um, to stay on point, stay focused and um, on mission is being able to clearly see what's going on and not having to, to decipher between information and then going out and doing it and just getting it done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. definitely. Bringing artists to the boardroom. Quick question, Latoya. Bringing artists to the boardroom. Where did they come from? Music meets the boardroom because I just saw a breakdown between the craft and business, you know? And so I said, how do I marry the two and bridge the two together? So music meets the boardroom. And I I started music meets the boardroom with the goal of helping artists become confident in their business decisions. And I want artists to walk into a boardroom with executives, even if they have an attorney on one side and a manager on the other side, I still want them to, to, um, 
to drive the ship in terms of knowing what's going on with, with them, instead of just sitting back and just saying, okay, I, I'm just gonna go with what this person says. No, if you got a question, I want you to be able to speak up about it and say, hey, you know what? I, I hear both of you, but can you elaborate on that a little bit? Did we talk about that? I want them to be confident in that way um, as they're walking, walking in their journey. Mm-hmm. And see, I like that because that's why that's why that's why I said the uh, the bringing artists to the boardroom, and you talked about music meets the boardroom because that's what you're doing. You're bringing artists to the boardroom because when these here's the thing, me and Cordy talks about this all the time. We get a lot of pushback. We get people fussing us out. When you come to these meetings in the boardroom with some of these people, that's why what you're doing is so important because yeah. we teach people like, look, this is how you read a contract. This is how you do this. This is how you do that. Not so you have to do it all the time, but you would know that somebody else is doing their job. And when mm-hmm. you go into the boardroom, like you just said, you don't want to be sitting there like, okay, you don't know mm-hmm. nothing. Mm-hmm. That's how you lose half of your publishing, all types of stuff, because you don't know what's going on. You're just sitting there. And then they give you a check to kind of distract you. Like, oh, here you go. You get this 150000 Go get you something. Mm-hmm. That'll distract anybody who, you know, who, who's, who's trying to make it. So, I, man, I love yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And knowing, knowing, you. knowing your needs and knowing what you knowing, knowing your business enough to know what you need to fulfill uh, your business uh, ventures. You know what I'm saying? Because like a lot of artists, you know, some some of them it may be beneficial to do a partnership deal with uh, with a label. You know, it all it all depends on the need of that comp- or that business and what they're like. You said the business plan. You know what what's the end goal of um, of the situation? You know, mm-hmm. or you could just get your own business credit, do your thing, or, you know, so you don't have to pay so much money back. Cause I, I, I forgot it was one artist that, um, he, he mastered that mug. Um, I, I can't even think of his name, but, um, Nipsey. Yeah. I'm sorry. Nipsey hustle. No, is that yeah, yeah, Nip, Nip did too. Nip did too, but it was another one. Um, that Who mastered what? He, he he mastered the the art of using the record label's money, and he didn't have to pay nothing back. You know what I'm saying? Because oh. he he went and he went and did all the albums that he was supposed to do, and then he took the money, reinvested it, and then um, Frank and Ocean. He, that, there it is. Him. Yep. Yeah. Frank Ocean. Mm. Yep. Yep. He killed yeah, it. Frank like, Ocean. He he. Whew, he did his thing on that one. He had, I think yeah. he, uh, what he did was he did the albums. And got the money from somewhere else. I think he got the money from Sony. Mm-hmm. And by the time he got the albums done for the label, he didn't have to pay anything. Yeah, it was crazy. Like he he did some. Yeah, he did it all in two years. He thought he thought this out fully. It was this wasn't no oh, yeah. accident. He he thought this out. Right. So yeah, Frank Ocean. I yeah looked Frank that Ocean. up. I remember that. Yeah, I'm going to do some more research on that and, and yeah. see if, you know, what his whole strategy was behind that, because that's smart, you know, to have a yeah. plan. Um, I say the same thing for artists. This is kind of slightly, you're going to be like, what? But um, <laughs> I this came to mind when artists want to go on television shows, like singing reality shows, and I always tell them, like, have a plan, like, don't just yeah. go on there with the intent of just, you know, them benefiting from that. You need to benefit benefit from it too. And before you even go on that show, you need to have a plan on what, what, how you're going to maneuver once you get off the show and how you're going to benefit from it, you know? So it's kind of like the same kind of mindset there. Um, but I want to piggyback on what you were saying about, um, artists knowing the different sectors of the business. So they know who to hire for different jobs. And you're absolutely correct. It's not about 
overwhelming your mind because you, you need to do all these things. It's about knowing enough about your business so that you know who you're hiring. And this is the crazy thing about it. I used to, as I mentioned, I used to work for CEOs and executives, um, for many years and, um, I was in the room, you know, and so I would see how they would maneuver and that's what they would do. So how they would run these companies, but these big companies is they wouldn't know everything that's going on, but they would know enough about every section or department to be able to have a intellectual conversation about it and to know what type of questions to ask if there's holes. And so it's the same thing. We're running a business. We are the CEO of our ship. And so we should know what's going on across our industry, across our own enterprise. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Definitely. And, and that's so dope that you're doing that. Um, I, I just uh, started writing about this the other day about my journey through uh, helping my artists and, and planning out through the reality show because she was on The Voice uh, season 16. And then I was like, man, it, this is a whole, uh, it's, it's a whole monster. And you, you had, <laughs> I, I was like, look, we gonna benefit off of all of this. You know what I'm saying? So so we had a plan going in there and, and the strategy worked so great. Um, you know, we, we, we went in there strategizing and hoping that, that Kelly would turn around and, uh, and then uh, John would do it. But we were gonna go with Kelly for the vocal things and then end up with John, uh, John Legend team and it actually happened. It, it was like, we wrote out wow. the whole, whole situation, you know, and now uh, we have some opportunities come up that, uh, you know, uh, I can't speak on right now, but, um, but yeah, it, it's, it's some, uh, some opportunities came up about it. Um, fan follows, uh, uh, got, you know, increased a lot. Um, then we got, um, got a lot, got a lot of publicity. But at the same time, we had to take it and start and rebrand back again because the show uses your full name. They don't let you use your artist name. Mm. So, uh, well, at least the voice don't. So, you know, and then you had to start doing the rebranding. So we had that strategy going and finally getting that back on track. So it, it's it's a whole beast. It's not just going on TV and you just going to blow up. Because I, I see a lot of artists that be on American Idol and different things like that. And you never hear nothing else about them. Mm -mm. they don't have a plan no. they go they on the don't. show thinking that the show is just going to do all the work for them mm -hmm. and then they leave and they're like what's going on like they don't know you know because they didn't plan and by the time the show is over it's kind of too late because you don't have a t you don't have enough time to catch up to how fast things are moving and so by the time you figure it out everyone's gone and they're paying attention to somebody else yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. i have a quick question latoya so um Music meets the boardroom. Uh, first of all, that concept is amazing. And I'm just throwing it out here because I was just thinking about it. Are you guys, and I probably shouldn't be asking this, but are you guys planning on doing like, maybe like a show or something dealing with that as well? Like a showcase kinda... or something? Yeah. Uh, for the artists? Yeah. You know, I thought about that very briefly, but I right. haven't really entertained it. Um, I do see the future for the conference. Um, the conference that we host is called Indie Artist Power Conference, and it's and it's presented by Music Music Boardroom. I do see that conference becoming a respected industry staple. I do see that happening. Um, it it's already you know people are you know in the space or trying to get into the space, and you know they're well connected in the industry. 
And maybe that's something that happens in the future. I know CD Baby offers something similar like that, where they'll have the speakers and they'll have coaching and then they'll have moments for like showcasing and stuff like, like that. But we haven't gotten that far as of yet. And I'm hoping um, after COVID, we'll be able to move the space back in person. Have you? Yeah, because I, I I didn't want to say it and you was thinking about it like, oh, I don't now it's out now it's out the bag and you didn't you know you wanted to save it for later on no you know it's (laughs) you know I I do pay attention to the universe when the universe maybe universe is working through you but um it briefly crossed my mind and I thought it would be nice to kind of like showcase artists and stuff like that but I kind of didn't explore it much after that but um you know maybe uh a couple years down the line when it really grows and um if there's space for it, I would definitely do that for sure. Cause it, cause it sounds like it, it and I'm just, I'm just running my mouth right now. It sounds like it could, it could be a show, an actual like television show. Mm-hmm. Music meets the boardroom, like something to where artists can showcase oh, themselves on a, yeah. on a bigger level. Um, I'm not saying it has to be American Idol or voice ish, but it can be its own thing. Like you come out and showcase your stuff, music meets the boardroom and the boardroom is, whoever the people, I don't know. I just, my, see, my mind is you know, always. I never thought that, that's good. Stuff. Thank God I trademarked it. So if somebody yeah, come so. along, we're like, that was the first thing <laughs> yeah. I did. When I tell you, I, I don't be playing. I'd be like, you know what? Yeah. I was like, I have a vision here and I want to protect it. And I'm glad that I have, because I'm already seeing, you know, um, pe- people, um, you know, really wanting to get into the space. And, and I think, um, because I have such a soft heart for artists, I, I believe in protecting the space as much as possible. Um, you know, it's my business, but as well as for them as well. So I do screen people quite a bit. Um, but yeah, I definitely see lots of things happening, coming <laughs> for sure. Maybe, maybe, you know, maybe you can have Rondi as a judge. Maybe not. I'm just throwing it hey, out there. Hey, it's possible. It is just, so I possible. I didn't say you had to, but if you did, you know, it's up to you now. But uh yeah, I, I think uh, I just that's how my mind works. I just think about stuff like that. And then while we're on that subject, please talk about the importance of trademarking, where everybody fussed me out about yes. this. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you for opening up that conversation because I am all about that trademarking. I am all about, um, I just had a video on TikTok go viral. It has like 200,000 views and I was talking about all this stuff. And, um, and the one of the biggest response that I got on there was, it costs too much for me to do that. And I say, well, no, it costs you too much to rebrand. That's what's going to cost you a lot of money, you know? But yeah, so trademarking, um, I often recommend artists to trademark if they have a stage name that they know they're going to be committed to 10 years plus, go ahead and um, trademark that stage name. Because even though you may be a growing brand, people are still watching you and you are the perfect target if you have a great idea, a great brand or concept, because oftentimes they, people assume that you don't know anything about protecting what you're creating and putting out there to the world. So they just go take it. They go take it. And many of these people know the process. So they'll go out to that trademark website. They'll look up and say, oh, this person ain't done nothing. I'm just going to grab it. And what are you going to do? Most people are not going to do anything, but go on to, uh, you know, a YouTube gossip channel and talk about how so-and-so stole their stuff, but they don't do nothing. They don't do nothing for you. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, so they need to make sure they trademark their stage name, um, logos, any signature sounds like, um, let me just give an example, like, uh, 
Cardi B, she has that, you know, sound and, um, and Megan Thee Stallion has a unique sound. When they say, when they do those sounds, you know who they are, right? Mm -hmm. Those are considered signature sounds. So if you're an artist and you have a signature sound that is, that's very distinctive to you, you can trademark that sound. What is the Cardi B sound? If you don't, you know, the, oh, do I got to, do I got to do it? I, I just try, I try to persuade I'm so, you to do it. I'm so like this little conservative lady about to be over here. That, <laughs> she does it. Then she do like, ah, like she does some, one of them do something like that. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. That's so embarrassing. <laughs> I, just, I, just to, I, just, I just try to persuade you to do it. I was just messing with you. So uh, <laughs> I knew what it was. I just wanted you to do it. I, I can never remember her name, but she's on um, Instagram, something B something you know what i'm talking about she has like three million five million followers and she says uh, baby girl oh baby yeah yeah, yeah. that's uh my girl b simone b yep. simone she always say baby girl and every time i hear her say that i always think trademark trademark every time she says and um i asked somebody did she have a trademark and somebody said no but i i haven't looked it up and you and i can go look it up right now and verify it but mm -hmm. um that's something that she would trademark and i'm sure she probably does yeah 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 miss miss skittles be on it she um she got it in it's 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 in there it's in the works yeah, yeah. Because yeah, uh, you be manage. you be talking to B Simone and stuff, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Her uh, her management is Skittles, right? Yeah. She down, so, they um, all down here in Atlanta. Yeah, they had an interview um, on a breakfast. Club. Well, no, it wasn't a breakfast club. It was um, I can't remember, but it was Birdman, and they was asking what is your one of your biggest regrets, and he said uh, that he didn't trademark Bling Bling mm. when Bling Bling mm -hmm. came out. And um, there was a video, and I still can't find this video to this day, to where a guy actually went back from that the the first when Bling Bling came out and started trying to do some research over a period of time. And they said if he would have trademarked it, he probably, I mean, he probably would have been in the eight-figure mark. Because you, you got to remember that time, everybody was saying Bling Bling. Mm -hmm. Everybody. Right. So yeah. it was just, he said that's one of his biggest regrets out of anything, not trademarking that. They didn't know it was going to be, it was just a song that was just, saying something so it goes back to what Latoya's saying the importance of trademarking I don't want to hear you don't got no money I, okay if you don't got no money that's fine I better not see you with a pair of them Jordans on I better not mm -hmm. see you that's tell right you that. the, the price of those shoes is if you sit down and do the research it's about the price of a trademark if you do it yourself and yep. that's another thing a lot <laughs> of people real. don't know you have options of what that looks like you can hire a trademark attorney which i highly recommend if you yes. know nothing about it and you're not yep. comfortable about it don't you know because you want it done right but if you can figure it out on your own that's an option too and a lot of people do so yeah. it's just a matter of actually doing the research and being willing to do the work and figure it out. And even if you do hire a trademark attorney to do it, you still want to do the research to make sure you hired the best person to do the job and that they do it correctly. And there's a few things you can do prior to, you know, working with the attorney, to get that done. That's going to make, make that process so much easier for you. So do the research. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, that's, that's what happened to me. I was like, I was like, you know what? I'm going to see if I can do this myself. I got to about uh, two hours into it. I was like, Nope. I expert to, expert to do this bad boy because um it's it's just it's just tricky uh, wording and stuff and you just want to make sure you don't you don't uh, mess yourself up and and I just studied it enough to know um how important it was and like you said to to know know what you're hiring that person to do you know so you know they do it right and they just start taking your money and just getting over on you right exactly um the only reason it wasn't difficult for me to figure out is because I worked for the government for 10 years. Uh, so I understand government language very easily. And so, yes, it, 
it's a bunch of unnecessary words, but yeah. because I sat there and read that stuff for so long, I'm like, oh, okay, I know what they're saying. Click here, click there. Like, <laughs> so, um, but yes, but to someone who doesn't understand that space, it's gonna just be like, what the heck is this? <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. And and this one thing that I'm learning too um, about trademarking is uh, is like when when you when you trademark, you still got. Um, you know, the other parts of the world that you got to trademark too, you know, within that, I, you know, I was just thinking like at first, you know, I trademark in the US, I'm good, but no, you still got UK over there. You still got uh, Japan, you still got China and all of them. So like, yeah, it's, 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 it's different trademarks, you know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm just now learning about that part, but I let them deal with all of that. I'm an expert at hiring experts. I'm staying in my lane, you know what I'm saying? But but um, it's just something just to throw out there that I just figured, just found out about. So I thought I was covered over here and over there, but I wasn't. Mm-hmm. Even for our, um, I don't know if you knew about, um, we had a uh, class, Latoya, me and uh, Courtney. It was a music pro- uh, music and profits class. We had a six weeks class and uh, each week was a different thing. Went over contracts, went over music licensing, went over a bunch of different stuff. You really think me and C about to talk every week and li- does them listeners know? Every every week we brought an expert in. Hmm. The number they want a number one contract site, the CEO, we brought him in. We brought the CEOs of Royalty Exchange, brought them in. We brought the experts in. We brought in Brandon Shopman for uh marketing and videography and content creation. We're not that knowing how to do things is one thing, but bringing in other people who know it, like you talked about bringing in attorneys, spend a couple extra dollars to make sure it's done right. Because mm-hmm. if you don't and it's not done right, you're going to be spending double trying to backtrack everything. And no, that's just not. But me and Courtney was like, look, if we're going to teach something, I'm not about to be talking about contracts, talking about brand. Let's bring the people who who specialize in that to do that. Um, that's why I go to the barber. I'm going to I'm going to find a bar. I'm going to find somebody who does it every day. Let me find yeah. that guy to chop me up. Mm-hmm. So I totally agree with you on that. Um, with sometimes you just got, you have to let experts do certain things, you know? And I think it goes back to the conversation of being the CEO of, of, of your entity. You know, you can't do everything. You've got to hire people to help you be successful. And that's the, really the only way you can really level up, you know, and you want everything to be of excellence. So create space for, for experts to come in and be okay with spending the money to yes. hire them. You know, yeah. it's an investment. Yeah. Latoya, quick question. So I'm sorry, see, were you gonna say something? No, no, no. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. So if an artist, you know, they'd be like, look, Latoya, I'm looking at uh amusing me to ballroom, looking to try to reach out to you guys. I don't have nothing prepared. What 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 would you tell those artists who's just brand new? I know I like music, I know I want to do it. What would they need to do before they come to you all? Or do we do would they need to schedule a concert with you all first to come up with a game plan? That's a great question because I'm going to be completely honest with you in this regard. I intentionally branded Music Mesa Boardroom to attract artists who are in action and have a sense of urgency. Right. So um, because I think that there are artists who are in different uh, mind spaces or headspace, right? And so um, I know that there are artists that just need time to figure it out. That's one thing. And then, you know, there may be some artists who just want, want it to, to be a hobby. 
and then also, you know, say one thing, but actually you're thinking or feeling another. And um, it's very rare that I get artists that are not serious about their craft, because I think I probably convey like, hey, don't come over here unless you really ready to do something. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I really don't have that issue or anything like that. Gotcha. Um, I do have artists that will come to me and, and they haven't released music yet, but they have a plan or they, they're trying to work through that. So they, yeah. they are in action in some form or fashion. Gotcha. Because we, we get, we get um, listeners and viewers who come from different backgrounds. I just wanted them to know like, well, you know, I don't know a lot, you know, could I come through? Because a lot of they'll ask us them questions like, is it okay if we come? I don't know anything yet, but this is something I really wanted to do. I just wanted to. Yeah. What you guys see? I, I know I didn't interrupt you. My bad. Oh, you're fine. Oh, no, 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 no. Go ahead. Oh, no, no. You good? You good? <laughs> oh, I was just gonna say for the conference, we we you know we have a few people who come in and you know they ask questions and they're kind of sitting in the room just kind of getting um, some information and what have you. And 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 every artist is welcome, you know. Um, however, it is a space of action, you know. So um, I will you know task the artist to complete something um, and in past conferences uh, or workshops what I would do is I would we would talk about a subject and in that workshop and in that conference I would have them open up their laptops and execute like you know um, whether it's how to properly draft something or research something particular or um you know, um, filling out elements of their business plan or what have you. So, um, yeah, any artist who's not serious, they ain't gonna like it. <laughs> they ain't yeah, gonna like it. Exactly. But the ones who are serious, they're like, yes, give me more. How do I do this? You know, yeah, I'm all for this. And I'm inspired when they, they reach back out and say, I did this. I got this. I got my, my business name trademarked. I'm, I've, you know, built out multiple streams of income around my brand. And, you know, I love it. Yeah. And me and Courtney, we had, a. Uh... We had homework every week. You're gonna do some work, homework, research, all types of stuff every week. You're not just about to go to class and just leave because I don't want you to come at to the end of class. I paid this money. No, no, no. You're gonna do the work. That way, at the end of the day, everything will be done. I found a project. We created a full song from scratch. I produced it. We had a full song done. We got everything squared away. Got you know, got you know, pretty much got it prepared to be released, and all that good stuff. So, and we actually submitted it to to BET. Yep. and all that so it's just like stuff like that we we try to give them opportunities and stuff like that and um that's you're gonna do some work because i don't want you to come back later on and say you didn't learn nothing because you you the one that didn't put in the work and like, it's, it's similar to going to college if you go to college to get a degree is one thing but while you're in college you got to be putting in the work let me study after class for a little bit make sure i know what i'm doing such and such so you're just gonna go get the paperwork but like they didn't teach me nothing you didn't learn nothing because you didn't you didn't ask questions. You just show up to class half sleep, half drunk, and then yeah. you know you don't. You know it's just what it is. Yeah, so, a lot of I mean, a lot of them get, get the knowledge and they just don't apply it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's, you just apply what you learn. You know, it, it make a big difference. And the testament of that is, was, we had a free Facebook group um, before we even had the class. I told you, and in that free free Facebook group, somebody took the free. We get free information every Monday for months. Mm -hmm. every Monday, hour, two hour long live streams on one subject. It wasn't all over the place. Like one subject could be metadata. The other subject could be networking. It'd be whatever. One guy took out a free information and doubled his, um, his percentages on all his music, double from the free information. So that let, all he had to do was put in the work. He didn't have to pay for anything. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. We put out that free information 
for that. And it might have, he didn't pay for anything, but guess what? We use him as a testimonial. So it's just like, it, we use him as a case study. And so you just got to apply it, man. We give out free information all day long to the point to where people like pretty much be telling us like, look, you need to shut up because I'm charging <laughs> these dudes three, $4,000 and y'all giving out too much info. So yeah. it's that type deal because mm-hmm. even, and so I, I, I tell C, like I, like I tell you, I, we give out a lot of good information for free. Here's the problem. 95% of people are going to be like, the, as casually as we gave up the information, they assume that it's not good information. Because we just said, here you go. So they're like, nah, that can't be good. And yeah, it is. Because <laughs> old buddy, he's he's chilling. He's like, yo, man, I just look at he, so he was so excited. He screenshotted us the numbers. He's yeah. Like, look at these numbers. Appreciate it. Yeah. Wow. And, 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 and I just found out he got a um, he got a placement at Nickelodeon too. So yeah. Oh wow. We got another we got another people in the uh in the group. They're a couple, a gospel couple. And I don't want to make this all about me and C because this you're the guest, you're the superstar right here. We try oh, to get I, I am listening but, and I'm learning. So yeah, but we're making the point. So it was it's a couple in the group, wife and husband, couple, they got a gospel group. They didn't take the class, but they scheduled a consultation with us. One consultation, one. They just got nominated twice for two gospel awards. They um it was something else that they they got a, uh, and they got their video nominated. And I'm not yeah. talking about some local uh, gospel. I'm talking about the, the gospel music awards. Yeah, that thing. And so it was these, that they they got over in um in Africa too. They got a and they got nominated over in Africa for the African um gospel music awards as well. Here and there, one consultation. So what I'm saying is like, all they did was apply it. They're no better than me. They're no better than C. They're no better than you. They just applied it. So when people come to meet the ballroom. Music meets the ballroom. I'm pretty sure y'all hitting them with like, look, this is what it's gonna be, but you got to go out and handle it. Yeah. Play it like us. All this little talking after the talking is done, let's let's go ahead and do it. Um, and so, and that's why we we, we implemented the homework situation because we didn't want people to say that they, they didn't get any information. All no, you gonna do some homework mm-hmm. every week, and we brought in the experts. You can't say, well, it was just six weeks of just Courtney and Ron talking. No, nope. we didn't even talk. We just introduced the people and shut up. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, have and, y'all and, thought well, about? Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I met this this um, gentleman. I was in a working in this hotel um, restaurant, and this guy he just kind of randomly came up to me and started talking to me. He owned a company or whatever, and I was telling him what I did. And he mentioned like franchising. Have y'all thought about that at some hmm. point in the future? Franchising the class. Um. Yeah. So. Yes. Yeah, so are. Is it a conference? Is it a workshop? Is it a class? Yeah, so, so we we got a so we got a bunch of stuff. We got the class, the six weeks class, six weeks live class. Mm-hmm. It was live. And no, so now we recorded all of it. So now it's pretty much like in a bundle course. And uh we we have our first conference uh next year. I don't even know if we spoke I'm not am I supposed to be saying it right now, see? Yeah, 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 yeah. January okay. the first uh conference. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> my mouth it says so, yeah, so January we have our first official conference to where we're Cause we've been, uh, we spoke at other people's conferences a bunch of times. So it's just like, but um, yeah, our first official conference, um, but the franchise thing that, you know, what's funny about you saying that Latoya, I was talking to, uh, I do business consultation clients too. And it was a girl who did um, hair and she, I mean, she's, she's handling. And so I was like, uh, she's like, I just don't know what I want to do. I was like, why don't you, you already got a process for your hair. You make good money. Why don't you franchise that? And I never thought about it from my, 
myself though, you know, um, that's, see, we might have to talk behind the scenes about that. Yeah. That might be, because we already got everything in place already. So even if it's more, even if it's like an affiliate type thing, we can do it. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about that. Yeah. yeah. Appreciate Someone that, Latoya. I might have to, we might have to break you off a little something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was about to say, you know, you, <laughs> hey, we share is- coming. <laughs> that is my gift to you because someone mentioned to me and I had never thought of it. And I was like, oh, this has the potential to actually be a franchise. Like, you know, they can do it in different states and things like that. I don't have to be present. You know, it's just wow. the brand carrying itself. And it's a matter of just building it up in that aspect. And there's a whole new world of opportunity there. Mm, that mm-hmm. brand, music meets the, I'm going to tell you something. You know, you hear stuff all the time. And I'm pretty sure you, you see a lot of stuff online and stuff, Latoya. Music meets the ballroom is the is like one of it's one of those things that when you hear it, it's like yeah that's that's gonna be something. Yeah. Like there's nothing that sounds like that, and it's just like, however you came up with the name, I was like I love everything about that. That's mm-hmm. why I was like that sounds like it could be a show, it, like a big show. That, yeah, yeah. When you said that, it started to kind of come together, and what I could see is like maybe an artist, um, you know, uh, coming up with a great song and then having to go into the boardroom and negotiate Ooh, something. Ooh, that would be hot. <laughs> that would be oh, hot. Yo. So Latoya, I take, Ron, uh, I, take, I, take checks. <laughs> I take checks, money orders, food stamps. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, man, like I said, you should think about that. Music, I mean, we had yeah. to rebrand ourselves because we was originally just Music and Profits. And I was like, you know what? I want something that'll stick a little bit better. So it was like, you know, we'll keep Music and Profits for podcasts and stuff. And we'll change it to Music Legacy Builders. And now we're, you know, we're going to do it that way. Because I don't want it to be like, I want people to know that, look, we're trying to actually, we're thinking about your legacy. We're thinking about your kids. We're thinking about your wife. We're thinking about your loved ones. You know, if some, you know, God forbid something happens to you. And we just want to make sure that you focus on the business portion of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I feel yeah, like it, it's it's so many it's so many like legends right now that that can't even get access to their to their parents' royalties because they don't have a will set out or or they don't even have the death certificate you know to actually show proof that they're the child and um, can get the royalties. So it's so it's like that, that's that's another reason like we came up with the the music legacy builders because there's so many royalties out there that that um that I've been getting for um for different um legends you know what i'm saying and, and it's like man you, you know you you think you think everybody has all their business in order but it's a lot that really don't you know or they just didn't understand the business side of it they just performed showed up and you know turn the music in mm-hmm. yeah for sure um i was gonna i was gonna say something that it, it left my mind but then something else came up kind of piggybacking on what you're saying is um I you know you see the the shows like unsung and you see the scenarios of like how one of the the band members went and trademarked that owns the name and the other members are mad because they can't perform the songs because they got to ask this person but I find that intriguing you know I'm just like no one thought to do that you know like to own (laughs) that you just letting it sit around but um but I remember what I was going to say I just feel like I feel like we're having like a brainstorming like business session right now. And I'm just, I'm excited. Like, I'm just like, yeah, let's talk about this. Let's, you, know, you, know what's, like, <laughs> you know, what's funny, Latoya, anytime we do uh, the podcast and we're on with someone, they just assume it's going to be us asking questions. You're answering the back and forth. They're just like, uh, 
anytime me and Cordy does this, it always ends up like this. Like if you go look at some of our past stuff with other people that we had, we had Wendy Day on, we had Mike Matthews on, we had a bunch of people on. It always turns into a brainstorming session. And half the time it's because of me, because I run my mouth all the time. So I get it and I'm sorry, I apologize for that. But it just, it turns into that because like we didn't want it to be the typical, just we up here, hey, Latoya, uh, what's your favorite color? What made you, yeah. we, see, we don't, they don't care about that. They want to know who you are, what made you do this and do that. The brand is freaking terrific. I love it. I'm in love with it already. And so I'm just like, I'm just ready to see where it's going to go from here. Um, I had a question. I don't forgot that fast. Um, it was about this, the music. This, this what goes on in the boardrooms, though. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So like they they getting it up front live direct now. Yeah. As far as the, the brand itself, is it just you or is it you and uh, some other partners that you got in with this or? I am the, the sole owner and okay. um, I do have a team that does work, that works for me and okay. helps me build out the brand and um, I have PR and marketing and a business manager. And, uh, but yeah, I'm the sole owner. And um, I'm an Aries, so I just Me took too. the idea. You are, so you know where I'm going with this. <laughs> you know, we take we take ideas and visions, and we just go. We be tripping and falling and everything else, but we just go. <laughs> we just go. go. Mo. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, and learn along the way. Yep. Yeah, exactly. kind of build the airplane while you're flying it. So let's. Exactly. So now that, you, now that you say that. Um, a lot of people, a lot, especially a lot of people come to me and, um, you know, producers or artists or whatever, and they just like, look, I'm trying to do this, but I want to do this. But how important is it to just like, look, just just go for it, man. Just mm -hmm. go for it. If you fail, you fail. Do you go by that motto? You like, look, don't listen to what's wrong. You better not be out here failing. Wait and make a plan first. Now, you always want to take calculated risk. You want to make sure you plan for your life. You don't want to be you know, like me, broke eating Wendy's dollar cheesy cheese. I don't, I tell the story all the time. Wendy's had a burger called a cheesy cheeseburger back in the day. And there was a limited, I think they sold that joint for like six months. It was $1. I was, so, I was eating it every day. I'd be in the studio with all these different artists. I'm to my big names. And then I'd go back to my apartment eating cheesy cheeseburgers. Mm -hmm. But I was in grind mode. You know what I mean? So I don't suggest nobody doing that. It's not fun. You lose a lot of weight for no reason because you're not eating like that. Um, but what would you? What would be your um, advice to someone who's kind of scared to jump out there? Would you say, you know what? Wait. Make sure you plan everything. I was like, look, just jump out there and see what happens, and then start planning along the way. Mm -hmm. I agree that, you know, you have to take some level of calculated risk and being an Aries, we like to take a lot of risk, you know, so I'm always like, let's do it. Um, I, when I start with, um, if someone's afraid, I always go back to the fact that people are, other people are more afraid than you are. They're afraid mm -hmm. of you. They're afraid, you know, just go do it, you know, because, um, even though you may be afraid of doing something, everybody else is more terrified than you are. Half the time people terrified to talk to you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so just go do it, you know, um, and do what, what you need to do. Now, if it's a more, you know, larger risk where you have, you know, family or you're taking a bigger leap of, of, of jump, then of course, you know, build out some sort of plan or something like that. And then do, do what you know you should do. And here's my thing is that, 
the universe is always working on our behalf. And it doesn't make sense to go through life doing something you know you shouldn't be doing because you're afraid of doing what you know you should be doing. And whenever we listen to our inner guide, it always is going to steer us the right way. Now, if things happen, you know, for example, let, let me give you an example. Like Tyler Perry always talks about how he lost everything and thing like, things like that, right? And this is how I see it, you know, and we can, we can go back and forth on this if you want to. I see it as, as a way of clearing, clearing things out for something better, right? So it, mm. it comes across as a big loss, but really it's the universe clearing out everything so you can be blessed with more. And that's exactly what happened to him. But socially in society, it's viewed as a loss, a loss, a failure. And it's not, it's cleaning everything out that is not part of your next level life. And um, I like that. it's just a matter of embracing it. Because like I said, the universe is always working on our behalf and in our best interests, always. And see, I've always been a risk taker. That's why I was out there eating cheesy cheeseburgers. So I didn't mind failing or whatever. I'm just like, it is what it is. They, uh, I think it was uh, Eric Thomas. Um, he said uh, that if you're going to fail, fail forward so you can see what went wrong. Mm. So it's like you you're you're gonna you're gonna fail no matter you know no matter what you do. Eventually, you're gonna do something that you don't like. Like that. It's that's just life. So I'm. I'm not, what I'm saying is like, as far as that type of advice, I try not to give it, but if people ask me, like, just go out, just, just, just take a chance. Mm-hmm. So I, I just, yeah. my personality, I've never been the type that be like, I, I don't like the what ifs. Like, damn, what if I did? Mm-hmm. I don't, yeah. I don't like that. I will lose sleep if I'm, I'm like, you know, what if I would have, I went out there and fail. Okay, well, at least I try. I just wanted to see what would, that's just my personality. I can't sleep knowing what if I'll take a risk like look out let's make this happen but you know you know the majority of people are not going to be like that and even if they try to jump out there as long as they got a safety net they'll never put in a hundred percent if you're a, a acrobat doing uh like circus flips the little circus what's the little circus thing y'all know what I'm talking about when they do the little flips on the little bars uh, they do the flips oh yeah with the rings bar- yeah yeah is yeah, that so usually, I think that's what they acrobat, yeah. yeah, so usually they have nets underneath them. So I look at life like that. If you know there's net underneath you, like, well, I can, I can afford to slip off. I just follow the net. But if that net ain't there, you're going to put 100% into the action that you're doing. And that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't like plan Bs because if I know I got a plan B, I'm going to be like, yeah, forget plan A. I'm a you're not going to put all your effort in plan A. And so that's how I look at it. I'm going to just... I'm gonna just see what happens. I'm, I'm gonna just see what happens. And did it work? I, I failed a lot more times than I succeeded, but I, I, I could I equate it to playing a lotto. If you play the lottery for three years straight and lose, okay, okay. But all you gotta do is win one. If you if you hit that 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 powerball one time, it's a wrap. So all those three years is irrelevant at that point. Yeah. And so that's 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 kind of how I look at it. Now let me re- let me reiterate this because people are gonna be out there wrong. Would you telling me to just go out there? No, 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 no. <laughs> what I'm saying job. is, if you got an opportunity, <laughs> take the opportunity. I'm not telling you to just oh quit your job, but just a- mm-hmm. yeah. Use your job to fund what you got going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid exactly. to take a risk like that, a calculated risk. Mm-hmm. Y'all want to do music and do real estate. Take your job. I'll, let me tell you something. And I teach my artists. I always say, look, 
if you got a job, take your job money and you got a business, use that to fund your business and use the business money to fund your music because you want something you need. Take your, take your job money, start your business because you're going to need time. That business, even though it's a lot of work, you can put, you can control what happens in that business and that job. You got to tell them like, boss, I need to take off next week. I got to do, you got to, you got to be telling too many people. I don't like being told what to do. So that's not for me. I've been in corporate America. I, I can't stand it, Ron. You came back on lunch break kind of late, didn't you? I'm just like, look, I don't really care. I was. <laughs> well, I go home. I'm good. I'm good. You, and, and Latoya, you know what I'm talking about. You finish it like you're like, come on now. I grew out of so, it. I grew out of it. I I worked for somebody for many years, and I got to the point where I was like, I can't do this no more. I'm done. Right. It's a wrap. Mm-hmm. Not doing this no more. And it's yep. it's a blessing to be able to to work and be able to have the money to you know, do other stuff. But I literally like, I worked in IT and I worked for, I, I was in the military and I worked um with, when I worked at IT analyst for, I want to say the company, but I was doing IT work for the CEOs and VPs too. So I would go in their office, fix their computers, talk to them. And these offices, I, I don't know, that's a whole nother conversation. These VPs, huh? What branch? Navy. The Navy. Okay. Yeah. All right. I worked with the, some Navy people. <laughs> oh, for real? Yeah. That's awesome. So, like these VPs offices, man. I, soon when I started, like I already, I've always had that entrepreneurial, you know, just just spirit in me. And so when I would go in some of these, and Latoya, you work with CEOs. These offices, see, these mm-hmm. offices look. I mean, these offices look like little apartments. Like when you mm-hmm. walk in there, you don't have to leave, like because, like you 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 know. I would walk into these offices. It's almost like when I shut the door, everything else on the other side, you couldn't hear it. That's how, that's how different it was. The you own know, bathroom in there, everything was crazy. But what I'm saying is like when it when it comes to um to I, I what I'm saying is I've seen that 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 portion of like the nine to five grind or whatever. And mm-hmm. um, would I go back and do it in a heartbeat if I had to do it? Absolutely. Um, yeah. and me and Steve talk about it all the time. Ain't no shame in, in, in working. But I'm talking about for me, like, I remember one time, and I tell this story all the time. Um, that's why I enjoy working for myself, even though I have to work harder. And a lot of people think, well, you work for yourself, you should be good. You're the last one to get paid. You're the last one. Yeah. Yep, so that's, true. that's not you. And you, and you got to work the hardest. You got to stay up the longest. You, you have to get up the earliest, and you have to stay, stay up the latest. So what I'm saying is, like, um, when I when I went to one of my jobs, my son he's he has uh, epilepsy, so he have seizures and stuff sometimes. My son had a seizure, had to go to the hospital, and I called my job. I was like, "Yo, my son is in the hospital. I'm gonna stay the night with him, make sure he's okay." The next day, he was like, "Yeah, no, last that, that night, it was like, yeah, man, we're praying for your son. Hope he gets better." Cool. The next day, I was like, "Yeah, we got to go to his um uh his primary doctor to you know check up on him, see if we need to change his medicine." Make sure he's good. Now, my son just had a seizure. I'm going to repeat that. His response was, yeah, you know, just let me know because I drove three hours for this training. So I, just, I was like, wait, what? What did you just say to me? And my son just had, oh, let me tell you something. Right then, I was like, yeah, this ain't going to work. <laughs> it didn't take much, yeah. did it? <laughs> this ain't going to work. <laughs> you get me? Okay. But you you talking about my youngin now. Like, you, you, yeah. I don't care about your three hours. I don't care how long you were driving. I don't care about none of that, man. Seizures are not a game to be playing with. Like that affects yeah. your brain. Like that'll take you up. Yeah. So 
I just, I knew right then I was like, no, but back to what I was going to say originally, um, I used to be at work uh, running my business, from my part-time business from work because I did mm -hmm. IT work. So I had a lot of freedom. So if nothing wasn't broke, I would literally be in the server room making call, cold calls from the server. Da, 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 da. So when somebody walk in, to, I did the same thing. Something? I did the same thing. I would do yes. just enough work. Okay, I got that outfit. Now let me go over here. Yep. Confirm this. Confirm this. Latoya, I'm calling your ex boss and I'm snitching. I, I'm talking now. Like, Latoya, when, when you thought she wasn't doing it, she was back. To, no. I had no shame. I was straight. I was like, I was ready. I already knew they were just waiting for me to get my notice. I was. <laughs> same here. That's the same with me. They were. They was like, man, we. Why don't you just quit? I like, no. I'm just trying to do whatever. You know. I was like working like a mug. I was like, well, shoot, you know, y'all gonna have to fire me. You know what I'm saying? But but yeah, yeah, a, yeah that, that, that's a, that's real though. But I, I did have to go, I did have to go back like three times. So yeah, you know what I'm saying? So did I. I, you know, I, I just think, yeah, I, I just I just didn't get it right. You know, uh the first time, my first time was um I had the wrong intentions. It was just to be like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I'm I'm doing my thing or whatever. Then the second time it was like I had the mindset of like, okay. I'm going to treat this, you know, like how I want my business to be ran. You know what I'm saying? And and then I quit. But I, I just didn't I just didn't have everything planned out like how I did. The, I didn't have an exit plan. So the third time I had an exit plan and um, and I actually I actually still get paid from that job. But it's, it's through music now, though. So like before I left. Before I quit. I made sure I found out who that marketing team that, that ran all of their ads and everything. And I could uh, partner with them through my publishing company. And, and we just created music and still going to this day for their, uh, for all their commercials. Mm. So it's like, I'm still, I'm getting their bigger budget now instead of the payroll budget. Mm -hmm. That made me think you know of a question. So you use your job just like they're using you. Yep. So, so Latoya, see, see, Touch on something. I wanted you to, to see what your um, opinion of it was. Um, talk to the people about how important uh, networking and building relationships is when it just comes to this industry. But well, pretty much anything, but this industry in particular, how big is it to build a relationship with people, um, building those relationships? How important is that to you? It is very important, of course. Uh, I had someone ask me this question not too long ago. They had came, they had set up a meeting or something with me and it was like, I really want to network more. And really it is as simple as putting yourself out there and, and not making it difficult. Um, I used to put little notes on my calendar, network for an hour this day or whatever. And I wouldn't do it for whatever reason, because it felt like work. And then when I just started just showing up, like putting myself out there, posting, connecting, then I didn't have to chase. I attracted. Mm. I attracted mm. what I wanted because mm. I put out like what I wanted. And as a result, what I wanted and what I needed came and found me. So um, that's what I share with artists now who are just like overwhelmed by the work of networking. I'm like, don't, don't look at it as work. Just, just show up. And show up fully, and what you need will find you. It will find mm. you. It's funny because, um, first of all, everything you said, beautifully put, that's exactly what I'm talking about. It's like two, two things. The first thing is, um, I always tell people, a lot of people say, you know, it's not about what you know, it's about who you know. I agree, but I also think it's about, it's about who you know and about who knows you. Mm -hmm. You might know this person, but when you walk in a room, like 
for an example, um, I had an opportunity uh, came up years ago. I go say what or who who's in the room, but it was a lot of people that pretty sure both of you know. It wasn't the fact that I knew those people in the room. When I walked in, one of the guys was like, "What's up, Rondi?" That made a big difference because when somebody called your name, they'd be like, "Okay, who's this dude?" You know, because somebody knows him in here. So it's about who knows you and somebody else. The second thing I want to say, somebody told me something a while back and it stuck with me to this day and C knows who I'm talking about. I was like, yeah, man, you know, time is money. He was like, no, it ain't. Relationships is money. He said, time is time. He said, relationships are money. The more relationships, the more resources you have. Put it like this. The more relationships and resources you have, I can make phone calls right now that a lot of people can't make. I'm like, you know what I need? So let me call this person who has a, a, a free studio that I can use that'll let me use it because I've been building this relationship for over 10 years. Stuff like that. I know this dude, who, let me make this phone call because this guy does stuff for, for Disney and we can get that we can get that conversation started so we can talk to someone about this Disney project. So having those relationships to where you pick up a phone and make that phone call is very, very important, those relationships. When he told me that, I was like, yeah, you hate that you're right, but you're right. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. um, and you you brought up a good point, building those relationships, showing up, not showing being afraid up. to. And see, that's that's the biggest. The, the, OK, this is kind of what I want you to touch on now, because when people build relationships, a lot of people are afraid. They're like, look, I don't want to be just talking to people and I'm nervous. I'm, what, what would you what would you say to that? Well, before I answer that question, I want to piggyback on what you were just saying is okay. um, COVID really has leveled the playing field in many areas. Mm. So many people that once before was not accessible are extremely accessible now. Oh, that's right. And many people just sit thinking, oh, I can't reach out to this person. or I can't contact this. Person. Oh, yes, you can. And you will be so surprised because some things have changed. <laughs> so, exactly. so, yes. Um, but fear with speaking with people. Um, and I think you've opened up another door there. I think also learning how to speak with people who Mm. you want to build high level relationships with. I think there's an art to that as well. And I think that um, it's important to, to learn that. And I, I, I hope more people would teach it. I grew up in pageantry in pageantry and they would train us to be able to walk into uh, interview rooms and we would have to win over the interview boards, right? And they would teach us these different strategies on how to do that. And when I got into the corporate space, I would use those same strategies in the boardroom. And I, I teach artists some of those things too, but I wish there was more conversation around that because the assumption is that, you know, the three of us, we, we may know how to go into a certain space and carry ourselves and close a deal, but, um, other people may not know how to do that, you know, even though it comes natural to us or what have you. So I think there, that needs to happen as well. But, um, as you were saying, you know, reaching out to people and feeling, being confident to communicate with them and knowing that they, they want to hear from you and they're looking for probably some opportunity or to feel some, um, some holes where they need to fill some things. Because like, for example, let's, you know, a lot of these people, they're under stress and stuff. They've got to, they got to cast these people. They got to close this stuff, you know, and if, if you walk into the room and you're exactly what they're looking for, then you've just made their day. So there's no reason to be, um, 
you know, afraid or anything like that, you know, but don't spam them with your, with your music links or anything like that. That's a whole Thank other conversation. You. Thank <laughs> you. That's a whole, let me tell you something. She knows, she knows I'd have had whole live streams <laughs> fussing people out for 30 minutes for doing that. 30 minutes straight, just fussing. I'm just like, crazy. y'all need to stop doing that crap. You're doing the same thing and just boom, boom. Yeah. yeah. I had people, I had people on Instagram spam me. I didn't respond. And then they, you know, the little video portion, they would call me on it. They would literally try to like call me on the little Instagram video thing multiple times back to back. Just like, I got, I got, I got a nice little place for you. Sell block four block. So it's just like, it's just, um, it's all about presentation. Um, and you brought up a good point. We might think it's natural and we might need to bring that subject up again as far as creating something, they got things out there, but we need some tangible things where people can have some interaction and really start practicing because it makes a big difference, not just face-to-face etiquette, but email etiquette. A lot of people don't have email etiquette. They just sending crap, just like you said, spamming. You need to have email etiquette. All your emails need to be professional. I know because I, in my business, I deal in finance. Why if I send some crap to them, <laughs> they send, you send you some it, crap. <laughs> yeah, if you send some crap to a, a, a finance deal where I had one uh, a while back, me and my partner, and it was a $60 million development deal, send some whack random email without a, a, a footer on it, without your name and your phone number and your company logo and stuff on it. They're like, who is this? No, block. So you just have to, it's not just talking, uh, you know, face uh, phone etiquette or face-to-face etiquette. You got to have email etiquette as well and social media etiquette. Be professional, but like, look, you know, introduce yourself or whatever strategy you got. I got my own strategy for social media. And you brought up a good point, Latoya, and you're 100,000% correct. Right now is the best time to reach out to some of these people who you think not going to respond. Me and Courtney know this best. I'm not bringing up no names, but we reached out to a bunch of people, and some people have responded who I did not think was going to respond. They responded multiple times and asked for my number and all that. So it's just like, this, this, is, this is the time to do it. Yep. And I tell brothers, just in general, um, this is the perfect time to really do anything. This is the per- Let me tell you something. And I, I didn't want to take it this far. I'm going to just touch briefly because I want to. I don't want to throw this conversation off. This is the perfect time to pretty much do anything. This is the perfect time to get a skill because everybody's hiring. Nobody's freaking working. They're looking for people. I seen a sign the other day. Dairy Queen is up the, re- uh, the street. Dairy Queen is paying people $16 an hour to make Sundays. $500 bonuses because nobody's working there. Really? Dairy Queen. That's crazy. You think I won't be out there making two scoops in hand? 16? <laughs> yes, I will be out there. $500 bonus. So stuff like that is what I'm saying for someone who's not working. I'm like, look, these, I mean, they're giving the money away. There's some barbecue spot. They paying people $18 an hour to come cook barbecue. So right. just stuff like that, at least, or go to one of these places I mean, these uh, jobs, they're, they're pretty much funding your education to work for them. Like, look, even though you don't have IT background, we'll pay for your education. This is the perfect time to gain the skill is what I'm saying. So if you don't have the money, go take one of these opportunities, gain a skill, that a, a high paying skill, so you can have the money to fund your music or whatever you want to do. This is the time to do it. You could be reaching out, networking. It's, it's, let me tell you something. This is the, if, if I were 16 now, there's no way I would, I wouldn't have two jobs. I, w- I would be making boatloads of bread right now. Like when I first, my first job, I was working at Golden Corral, 
making like five dollars and change right now. I mean, these companies are paying you just they're trying to get people in the door. Cookout, cookout had a five hundred dollar bonus. Cookout. What? Yeah. Hey man, speaking of cookout, I just went there for the first time last <laughs> week, man. Last Sunday. <laughs> Got you a cookout tray? Yeah, man. I was like, okay, all right. I yeah. totally Y'all got who got in Oklahoma, Latoya? I don't think so. I don't okay. think so. But um, but I totally agree with you. I was talking to my dad about um this time, and I said, man, this is the time. If you're gonna do anything, this is the time to do it because it, it's just, it, you know, most people during times like this they'll lock down, you know, and play it quote safe. But this is the time to take the risk right here. Um, it just, you can see it. You can see the opportunity, you know, even though some people may see, think it's the opposite. No, this is this is it right here. If you want something, this is the time to go get it. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's right. You better meet us in the ballroom, bag on it. You better meet us in the ballroom. Because we, ball are room, we about yeah. to take this risk right now. Exactly. You know, right. when I think about back, um, was it 2008 when they had the the big financial crash or whatever? And right. when you look at a lot of the companies that are very successful right now, they birthed during that time. Yes. Yep. Yeah, it always take a big catastrophic event. Somebody's going to make some money coming out of this. Yep. And so that's just that's just what it is. I did look uh, in, the, in the Great Depression. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, I was just about to say in, in, the, in the Great Depression that that brought out. Like, yep. The most millionaires, you know, so it's like, oh, oh is this always millionaires and, and uh, creation that goes on during crisis? So, yeah, yeah, definitely. Time. This, this, definitely this, time. this, I mean, this is just the perfect time just to, I mean, right, put it like this if you don't have like the money to do whatever, this ain't the right time to say you ain't got no money because everybody's hiring and everybody's mm-hmm. paying way more than mm-hmm. what they normally pay. Cookout is giving you a five hundred. Oh, yeah. I'm not gonna let off. I'm not gonna let up on that. I'm not letting up. <laughs> cookout. <laughs> you, you, have you ever been to Cookout, Latoya? No, but you cracked me up. Okay, so <laughs> Cookout. Cookout is like just a little small fast food chain. It's you know it's pretty much like working at McDonald's. It's just Cookout. But imagine McDonald's saying we're gonna pay people five hundred dollars to come work for us, and we're gonna pay you fifteen dollars an hour. Mm-hmm. There's no way you should be sitting out here stressing. And then let's just say you say, look, I'm not trying to go work with somebody. With all these Ubering and Lyft and all these different little things that you could do. I, I know a dude right oh. now. I know a dude right now that uh drives Uber and Lyft. <clears throat> he does two thousand dollars a week. I'm gonna repeat that because I don't maybe nobody hear me. Two thousand dollars a week. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is like nobody's really trying to go anywhere. Nobody's really trying to do anything. Yeah. So the people that are doing anything, they're getting all the money because they like, well, these jobs, they're giving you unlimited overtime. You can stay here all night. You want to just mm-hmm. getting all the money. So what I'm saying is the whole point of me saying that is that this is the time, like Latoya said, this is the time and the opportunity to really make some moves. I couldn't be 16 right now. I'd be, I, man, look, I couldn't be 16, 17 right now. I'd, I'd be getting all the money. All of it. I had to look, I had a car that could me to A to B. It's a wrap. I'm there all night. Yeah. I'm working double shifts. I'm getting so, but what I'm saying is like we can apply this type of the, the skills and stuff that you that you learn. This this is the perfect time to get a skill. Mm-hmm. Get you a mm-hmm. high-paying job and fund your music. Or get you a skill to learn how to run your business. Like Latoya said, this is the perfect time to reach out to those people that want to do what you're doing 
and get the information and yep. potentially yep. work with them mm-hmm. because people really? are responding on Instagram right now. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And you know what, it, this is to break it down a little bit further. This is the perfect time to take the job, to fund your music or fund whatever that business is, but, but hire the people to do it for you. Mm. you while you at work and you you know on that computer or whatever making them calls or whatever you you say hey this is what i want you go find the people who can build it out you pay them Mm. to do it and set it up and get it going for you and make that money because most of the time the people who will build out whatever that is can get it from a to z they they know how to get it to work and instead of trying to you know put your head in the sand and figure out every step don't do that hire somebody Mm. to do it and to make it successful for you while you're over here making your money on another spot, you know? I told so you, you can I make told that you. jump. Yeah. And I'm 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 glad you said that too, because like that was my exit strategy. I was like, okay, all this uh bonus money, all of that stuff is going. You may think uh hiring people is uh is gonna take money away from you, but hiring people and putting them in the right seats. I'm telling you, it, it's so much value in that because that that's what saved me on my uh, on my third time. So it was like, you know, I was like, I ain't never going back to corporate America ever now. So, you know, what I'm saying just having that that system set up and, and having all those people in the right seats is is just a blessing. And like like we were saying, use the job to, you know, like they using you, they using you for um for game. You know what I'm saying? Use them for the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And um, it really, it's not really a complicated process once you really start to understand it. I think, I think the hard part is figuring out the foundational elements and getting really clear about what it is you want to do, what you want this to look like, branding it out, understanding the mission behind it so you can effectively communicate what it is so you can people can join the movement or join whatever you're doing i think that's the hard part you know um and then figuring out how to get the idea and the desired financial outcome into actually birthing how what does that look like you know but like i said you can hire somebody to do that part you know and they can they can figure that out an expert can figure that out because they've done it they're doing it you know Mm. um and so it just takes a little bit of investment well, a lot of investment <laughs> and, and that's okay, you know, cause it'll come back tenfold. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I am so um, I'm excited. You know what? I have two conversations and I, I need to take a note so I don't forget it. And I just want to just have this conversation with both of you. One, uh-huh. what do you, I was having this thought earlier. So I get frustrated with brands when you brought up you brought up mcdonald's or something and i get frustrated with brands who are brands that are struggling right now and they throw certain people they, they throw black people on it have y'all noticed that y'all yeah. can cut this out if y'all want to y'all ain't got to air this but they'll it's still they say okay my brand is struggling so let me go hire a black person to to be the face of this product or whatever because they, they understand the influence, the strength of the influence of, of black people to, to hopefully pull that business and brand out of whatever, but they don't put any effort in rebranding or going back and innovating the product. Like I get frustrated. Y'all cut this out. <laughs> I get frustrated when I see um, Megan the Stallion with Coach. Like Coach is a completely dead brand. Like they haven't done anything, but they right. put her in front of it to, in hopes that black people and people who 
are influenced by black people to go and buy it. And I, I get frustrated, it irritates me. And then the whole like sweetie meal, like I was frustrated because I was like, yes. how are you going to take a 30 year old burger and, and put some fries on top with some ketchup or whatever, and then and put it in front of us and tell us to buy it. Like, I just get frustrated by that. And the reason I bring this up, because I think that this is a great opportunity for artists to learn what not to do. Mm. And, um, and so that's why I brought it up, just like a random share. Cause I was like, we can learn something about this from this as business owners, as uh, talented people and innovators and things like that of, hey, there comes times where you have to pivot and you got to yeah. go back to the playing board and you got to do the hard work of figuring out what does this look like in this next season, you know, mm. instead of throwing the same thing, hoping to that it floats if I just put a little patches on it or something. So random share. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna take it a step. Further. First of all, I, I get what you're saying. I'm gonna take it a step further. What you just said, like the only thing, the thing I didn't like about those situations, outside of what you named, is that now that they gave you the bag, like what? Who's to say they don't influence you to do something that's detrimental to your yeah. brain or whatever? So I'm just like, well, we gave you the money, so now you know you got the. You know, yeah. we gave you a little McDonald's meal, right? With some little cold raggedy McDonald's burger with some fries on it that nobody's really going to buy like that. So the least you can do is such as, so I just, I don't want to get to that conversation, but that's, that's how I'd be thinking. I'd be like, look, they, they gave you the check. Okay. We gave you the meal. We gave you the check. Now let's, let's get you on something else to that might not be as, as, as positive. And I want, look, let's, I just want us to start creating our own brand. McDonald's, everybody know who you are. We good. We don't need no extra stuff from you. We got you player. Like let's start creating our own brand. We was, you was talking about the black thing. Start knocking, you know, getting our own brand. Who and who, Megan the style or not? Who's wearing? Nobody's wearing coach like that. Coach ain't coming back. Calm down. Coach yeah. is not coming coach. back. And that's why I was going with it. I was like, you can throw as many black celebrities on a brand as you want to. If we, if people done, they done. Like you just, and yeah. I find it insulting. Like I find it insulting um, to to the consumer. I find it insulting because it, it. But you brought up a great point. Like I love to see, you know. Um, I love to see us getting opportunities we normally did not have in the past. But then at the same time, I'm just like, like, it's, it's kind of like a catch 22. It's like, it's great. I'm, I support you. But then at the same time, like this product is not going to work. Like this don't make no sense, you know? So it, I was thinking about this earlier and I was just trying to figure out how to like dissect it. And then when you mentioned McDonald's, Ron, I was just like, okay, that popped right back in my head. Right. <laughs> Yep. See, these are the, the, I mean, these, well, see, these are the conversation, uh, uh, yeah. music meets the ballroom. This, I mean, these are the type of conversations right here. Yeah. And so, yeah. <laughs> um, it's real, it's real decisions that you got to make, you know, because you, you can end up hurting your brand trying to, trying to be the face of somebody else's brand, you know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. And me and Courtney, we, we, we harp on creating your own brand so you can, you can be the one creating the opportunities. Yeah. And so that's what that's what we want. We want to put people in position to where they can create opportunity. That's why we give out all this free. And a lot of times, um, people a lot of times when people come to me, and this is what I get like the majority of the time. Like, well, this I don't the people who I know got the information I got to pay for. It. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, that's man, that's tough, that's tough cookie dag on it. I mean, so I don't <laughs> see here's the here's the problem. I, See, I don't want to get back on the fuss mode because Latoya, I will start fussing about stuff. So I'm just <laughs> letting you know that ahead of time. This is what I don't like. Like I told you, once when you, I don't mind that people say, look, people are charging, people are gonna charge for information, for good information. You just 
You just got to deal with it, man. Um, but here's my thing. If you're complaining about, first of all, with me and Courtney, I'll tell you right now, the price is the price they're going to. Yes. We don't do discounts. We don't do military discounts. And I'm a military man. We don't do none of that. The price is the price. The people who are serious are going to make away. Because here's the, here's the thing. Because w- what I start doing is I start looking at you. Let me see what type of shoes you got on. Let me see what type of phone you got. How much of that? Sh- oh, that's mm-hmm. oh, that's that Louis V shirt. Oh, that's about 300. Okay. Got it. How much of that? Was- I'm going to start looking at you. And so, and I'm not counting people pockets and stuff like that, but you you make time for what you make time for. You put your money where you want your money to go. Like, well, I'm not going to put my money to better my future because that, that take too long, but I can have these J's on right now and I look good this weekend in the club. And there's nothing wrong with that, man. Like you do that, have fun, live life. But here's the thing. You can live your life, but what do you want your life to look like? You're like, you want your life to look like that just one that one Saturday for two, three hours in the club? Or do you want your life to look like this? To where you actually have time to go in there and not, you know, because when the club is over, you still got to go back to work on Monday. And then you got to, you know, yeah. you have to, it seems like you have to keep up with that more than you starting this, starting this business. And let me tell you something, being a business owner, even though it's a lot of hours, I have so much fun doing this because I have full control. I, while everybody else driving to work, I'm in the grocery store. I'm up in Publix, you know, give, give me some bread and some chicken wings out there. I, y'all need to get the Mardi Gras chicken wings from uh, from uh, Publix. So y'all got Publix over there, Latoya? No, the grocery you don't, store? but I hear about it all the time. I'm, I'm all yeah. <laughs> and Latoya, another like thing about me, I'm always talking about food. I'm on like my that. way. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's a really dope uh, grocery store. But yeah, I'm, I'm always talking about food, too. That's another thing about me. So, uh, but it's just like, <laughs> even though it's a lot more work, it's fun because you're not, the work is did okay. The work is okay because you choose what work you're gonna do. And even though you don't get paid unless you go eat, that gives you more of an op- like for an example, you work eight hours, that's it. Even if you work overtime, that's it. You don't get no bonuses and all that stuff. Like you in a, when you once you do your own thing, like look, I could make a thousand dollars a week, or I could make four, depending on how much work I put in. And you brought up a good point earlier that me and C talk about all the time, which is delegating outsourcing your work stop trying to do everything by yourself go hire you assistant or an expert that'll dot that out for you when me and c got our assistant best thing that could have happened yeah, best thing that could have happened like like got us a little virtual assistant do you use virtual assistants i have a business manager that helps me gotcha. handles a lot of that stuff yeah yeah if sure. you need some uh some some nice virtual assistants to do stuff make sure you hop off Podcast, all of us, man. We'll hook you up. Oh, yeah, I do. Just go. Yeah. <laughs> so we said it quick. I do. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <'Cause>, uh, <laughs> I'm our already guy. thinking about like when I'm ready to add a one more person, who is that person and what is it going to look like? Because I'm already thinking ahead. Right. And it's a lot cheaper. Oh, yeah. um It's way cheaper. And just because it's cheaper, people just assume that it's not going to be good work. Trust me. Like, good work. they are okay. good. Yeah, I definitely want that information. They, they, they go <laughs> I got you. Yep. I got you. So, and the beautiful thing about the VAs is that um, when it's time, once you hire a VA that you like and they rock with you, when it's time to go find other VAs, guess what you're going to do? Do you know anybody else who need work? So that VA go mm-hmm. help you find other VAs to help. Mm-hmm. So there's one VA that's going to let them mess their name up. <laughs> they're not gonna let them mess their name up, so they're gonna pick the best people. They like, look, 
with this guy, they're paying me good. They're giving me bonuses. You're not about to come in here and mess this up. So you better be serious when you come over here because we work. So that's just what it is. Yeah, so for sure. Yeah. Awesome. Well, both of you have yeah. blessed me today in this conversation. <laughs> let me say, let me tell you, we can talk about so many other things and go take right. it somewhere else and all kinds of stuff because yeah, it's it's yeah. I yeah. love Latoya, I love let the people let the people know where they can find you. Do you guys have a website? Yes, we do. It is musicmeetstheboardroom.com. Musicmeetstheboardroom.com. And there you can find um, the services we offer as well as the annual conference. And then if anyone's interested in working with me one-on-one, they have the opportunity um, to get a hold of me. And then there's freebies and all kinds of good stuff there. When is the next conference? When is the next conference? The next one is September, 2022. We just wrapped up the 2021 conference last weekend. Gotcha. And uh, let me share what we had there. We had a um, marketing specialist there who helped us um, break down um, how to find your super fan and what that looks like and how to properly market, market in that way. We had a entertainment attorney come in and talk about copywriting and trademarks and what that process all entails. We had a gentleman come in and teach on music NFTs and how to get involved and start to use that process. And he actually opened up, you know, what the systems look like and wallets and all that kind of stuff. And then we also had uh, Mumu Fresh come through and um, bless us okay. and share her experiences and information on, you know, being part of the Grammy uh, Recording Academy and being part of the board and all that stuff. So um, it was really, really great. We had a panel of women on Sunday, just talking about uh, women in music and special type of experiences and needs for women in music. Um, Shout out to the sisters. Yes, yes. We had a a lady who used to work for Sony Music come in and be part of that. It was very knowledgeable and things. So um, yeah, it was a full two-day weekend. The artist came back the second day and was just as well as engaged. And it was really, really good. It was really good. Um, We already have pretty much our speakers lined up for next year because we had such an influx of interest. And I actually reached out to people. Like I knew exactly who I wanted, um, but people, they saw the website and they saw the information come in and they were reaching out and was like, Hey, I want in, I want to be part of this. And I'm like, Hey, we're, we're full, but we'll keep you in mind for next year. And we had quite a few Grammy winners reach out wanting to be a part. Mm-hmm. And some of them were pretty big names. So you'll probably see them involved wow. next year. That's, That's awesome. awesome. Uh, let, let them know the. So- I know you gave them the website. Let them know the social media as well, for the yes. lazy people that don't want to go to the website. Well, is she on Instagram? <laughs> yes, we are on Instagram. Um, music meets the boardroom, so it's music underscore. Uh, basically, music meets the boardroom with the underscore in between each word, and then you can also find me as well, uh, Latoya Cooper, the songstress. They call me the songstress, and I am on TikTok, heavy on TikTok. And um, I'm on Instagram as well, but you're going to see most of my information on TikTok. That's where I give the good stuff. Mm-hmm. So y'all better jump on that TikTok and stop playing. And on the TikTok, I need to get up there yeah. too. I, I haven't got a TikTok yet. I need to go ahead and get up there. You know what? Oh. Don't sleep on the TikTok. I was sleeping on that TikTok and I got up on that TikTok and I said, Lord, I've yeah, been I got this. playing around over here. <laughs> I, I've been hearing good things about TikTok. I love it. Yeah. And um, I actually, speaking of, hiring experts when I first got on TikTok I wasn't doing too well I didn't really know what to do with it and I found this lady on TikTok 
who was a, um, she would teach you how to make viral videos. And so I booked, I immediately booked a session with her. I was like, how much? Okay. Booking. I kid you not. I had an hour and a half session with her and it completely changed my whole, um, experience. I think when I went to her, I may have had like 2000, 4,000 followers. And within like three weeks or less than a month, I had, I'm almost at 30,000. Wow. You know what I'm saying? But you had to pay for that information? I had to pay for it, and mm -hmm. I was more than happy to do it. You yep. sure you didn't want to you buy no iPhone it. or something with that money? You sure about <laughs> the toy? You didn't want to go, you know, no. Birkin or anything? Okay, just wanted to make sure. Just wanted to make sure. No Birkin for me. I'm telling you, <laughs> I will just give me something. Like, I will thrift that bag. If I if it's going to push me forward, it's going to give me that little thrift bag, and I'm straight. You know, right. I fix it up, make it look good, put a little earring on it, make it look like a little bow or whatever, <laughs> and, and keep going and looking fly right. and making my money and doing my thing. So. Yeah. That's right. Investing in yourself, man. And Latoya, we we really, really appreciate you, sister. Yeah, really blessing us, man. Thank this you. has been ultra fun, ultra dope. You are amazing. Your brain. I'm ready to see yeah. what I'm ready to see what y'all gonna look like a year from now, two years from now, five years from now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that brand is just you can't, it's, it's, it can't be duplicated. I'm just, I'm just excited to see what you guys are going to do. Yes, thank you. And, you yeah, and, and shout out to your publicist too, uh, Summer. She, yes, that's my girl. Thing. She takes good care of me. Let me tell you, it ain't nothing like having a team that got your back. Let me tell you, oh, yeah. I don't have to, it is amazing when you have great team members. Um, I don't have to say, Summer, let's do this, do that. She she emails me, she texts me, she's like, okay, I've got this for you, or I'm on this. And I'm like, I didn't even think of that. She She's one step ahead of me, three steps ahead of me, and I am just so grateful for her. She's amazing. Yeah. She takes good care of me. Oh, yeah. Have a summer. Yes, yes, yes. And you know what, Ron? You might have to help me negotiate that TV deal. I'm like, I'm thinking over here. I'm like, you got a good <laughs> idea. We might have to pitch something. Yeah, I get... um. I get, uh, we'll, we'll talk about this if you got a couple of minutes after we get turn the record off. Did you get a couple of minutes? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, we, we want to we thank you again. And you know what I'm saying? It's another episode. I hope y'all get this information, apply it, just do the work. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it, it's, it's work to come with this stuff. So, you know what I'm saying? And y'all hit work. up Latoya on TikTok. Stop being lazy. Go to her yeah. TikTok. Y'all know where it's at. <laughs> Definitely, definitely. All right, so we out. It's Music and Profits Podcast. Peace. It's church. Bye.